you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you gotta figure out. What's up, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, the podcast where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have seen already, but at least one of us hasn't. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with three of my best friends. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm Jake. (laughs) Zach, you went out of order. We knew that was going to happen. It just was bound to happen because... I screwed it up, but also because we are recording a remote episode, so we're in some different locations. Sorry about that, everybody, which means that our patrons, uh, for the first time since we've rolled out Patreon, are not getting a video episode. We're really sorry, guys. We will make it up to you. Uh, I plan on making it up to our patrons by recording some bonus content with my little brother this weekend, Mm. probably around a movie that we've done before. Hmm. Maybe the coolest movie of all time. Oh, nice. You guys are going to Independence Day again? (laughs) Point break. Jake Uh, got it. (laughs) Or was that Jake or Zach that got that? I got it. I think we we both got it. I said, oh, nice. I knew full well that you're talking about Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do probably some Point Break-related content, uh, and uh, hopefully that will make up for the fact that we are not uh, able to give you guys a live stream version of this episode. Sorry, patron, but uh, we will make it up to you. That was between that and Fast 9, the Fast Saga, uh, but it was kind of a toss-up. Like Fast Nine, even though we're gonna do it, like Fast Nine would have made it up for them. No, 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 no. That, that you would have done that with your brother because it's also oh. the. It, it might be the. So we don't movie. have to. Of course, of <laughs> yeah, course, yeah. F Nine and Point Break, the two coolest movies. Yeah, <laughs> right. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Got it. Well, can I? Can I have access to that? Even if I'm not a patron, or do I have to pay five dollars a month? You'd have to pay. You have to. I yeah. think that yeah, you yeah, have login. Is that actually true? Don't don't remind him that he has all the login information. (laughs) Where do I have it? it Is it in a text chain? It's in our text thread. (laughs) Zach Zach has never learned how to screenshot uh, anything in his life. So every, every time he comes to Scott's house to record when we record in person, he says, what's the gate code? <laughs> the funny thing is, is like text has a search function. You can literally just type gate code into your text search function. And I guarantee you it's going to pop True. up. That's what I would do. But my texts delete themselves after like three months or something. So I, I, I just screenshot stuff. What are you, a psychopath that yeah. doesn't pay for cloud storage? Also, uh, why or, would I pay for or do storage? you have like, what, a 26 gig phone? <laughs> I just don't need it. Why do I need them? I have I have every text message since 2008. Oh, wow. I have every text message since 90 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, I at one point did purge my text messages, but I have, I think mine go back to like 2014, 2013. I, I shouldn't say every. I've deleted some selectively that I just didn't want to have access to anymore but but mostly they're they're all gone um but no we're not doing fast nine we're not doing uh the coolest movie ever point break uh we're doing a movie that uh if you know anything about 90s comedy you know that intro we're that intro uh audio intro we're doing 
City Slickers. Yeah, the the third coolest movie of all time. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that. I don't think that's true. Uh, but I I do love this movie. I nominated this movie because uh, I loved this franchise growing up. City Slickers, especially the, I mean, one and two. I think there was a third one, but I didn't really <laughs> know or care about it. But City is Billy Crystal in all of them. Is Billy Cli- Billy Crystal is in one and two. Okay. Uh, so is pretty much all of this same cast. The, like main cast. Yeah, this main <laughs> cast is in is in. Did, so Marty, did Curly make Marty, it into so two? Is the, yeah, so is the cowboy who died. Yeah, Curly is uh, Wait, what? in the second one. It's it's the same actor. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Jack Parlance, I think. Jack Parlance, yeah. Uh, but he plays his twin brother, uh, Duke. Got it. In does the he, second does movie. Duke die in the second movie? Duke lives in the second movie. <laughs> that would be pretty funny if they killed him off twice. But it's pretty great because in the second the second movie opens up with with Billy Crystal being feeling like he's being haunted by Curly's ghost, but it's really just Jack Palance pay, playing the twin brother Duke. And it's not until like 30, 40 minutes in that you realize that like it's not actually Curly. Mm. What what so about they, like is, what is Duke doing that makes Billy Crystal think this is a ghost haunting me? I mean, like he's outside his bedroom window from the backyard at one point. <laughs> so he's like pretty <laughs> weird. He's, he's like, wow. kind of like vibing around. <laughs> yeah. Or stalking, you uh, know, depending on stalk, how you read stalking the is just vibing in very specific places. Also, why? <laughs> how does he even know who Mitch is? Like, uh, he knows because Curly, I think, wrote uh, wrote Duke about their experience or something. But I how? Think. How would that letter have reached him? Because they're like one they, night like Billy Crystal would have, to have mailed that letter because they buried him there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember uh, Sea Slickers 2. But we're going to talk about Sea Slickers 1, uh, which, you know, for those who don't know, is a, a Billy Crystal early 1990s classic. Uh, we've done one Billy Crystal movie before. We did When Harry Met Sally. Uh, and now, you know, we're going to we're gonna go back for another. Uh Let's uh before we get too far in, uh Scott, are you able to hit us with a little bit of just the facts? Yeah, so this was directed by Ron Underwood, written uh by Lowell Gans. I don't know if I said that right. Uh and <laughs> this can't be a real name. Babalu Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Wait, like one more time. I feel like you're being offensive right now. I'm not positive. <laughs> Babalu Mandel. I think that's a character from Jungle Book. um that's just blue (laughs) oh right uh yeah my this released june 7th 1991 runtime of 114 minutes uh rotten tomatoes gave this a 90 percent imdb gave it a 6.8 had a box office of 180 million on a 26 million dollar budget show almost a a full 7x on that it also won best supporting actor for plants uh wasn't nominated for anything else is that marty or is that that's no, no, that's, that's the that's, cowboy that's who curly. dies. That's curly. Okay. That, which is yeah. crazy yeah, curly. that he won an Oscar for that performance. <laughs> it was so short. Yeah, what was going yeah. on that year? Apparently not a lot. I don't really remember anything else going on in 91, but apparently not much. Were you uh, alive? 
in 91? I was. I was I was born the year previous. Okay, so you probably remember most of that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> well, uh I I obviously was not uh a late bloomer on this movie, but I think all three of you guys were late bloomers on this. I hadn't seen it. I had only heard of this as a thumbnail on your Apple TV movie collection. (laughs) (laughs) I had heard of this movie multiple times, but I had never seen it before this. Yeah, I I had heard of this movie um, multiple times as well. Like, in a way that kind of told me, like, hey, this is definitely a very famous movie. Um, Actually, the first time, I'm just remembering this right now, the first time that I ever had heard of this movie I think I was, like, in sixth grade, uh, first starting to take guitar lessons from, like, a 60-year-old man who was like, hey, you ever seen City Slickers? <laughs> I was like, no. Never even heard of it. I'm in sixth grade. Um, but, you know, he, he recommended it. He said it was pretty good. Did he say, like, I mean, Mike I... Wazowski drives horses, drives cattle? <laughs> no, I don't. he didn't even attempt to try to, like, relate it to my world at all. But okay. he did describe a good amount of the plot to me. Well, I will that? say... I do think that this is a movie that like plays pretty well for a sixth grader. Um, obviously I'd seen this movie before, but I, I really liked watching it again this time. I had seen this movie uh, within the last couple of years. I, I watched it again and, and, and really honestly loved it and felt like, you know what, this, this deserves a nomination and was frankly uh, pleasantly surprised by IMDb, or I'm sorry, by Rotten Tomatoes rating it as high as, as it 90%, did. Ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised by that. It's I know a big uh, disparity we, between IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I know yeah. we always take one of the scores and disregard the other, but I I missed what Scott had said, so I looked it up, and it said that tomato factor or whatever one is an eighty nine, but the audience score was a sixty four. Oh, the uh, yeah. We normally, I think, rely on the critic review, yeah. not the not the audience review. But the critics, which I guess, really liked it back in the nineties. The critics were were a bigger fan than I expected. I'm surprised um, that this had a higher critic score than audience score. This seems like an audience movie and not a critics movie to me. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. I think that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Uh, so I, I loved rewatching this. I, I had a good time and I think that's what I associate with this movie is it's just a good time. It's very charming. It's very pleasant. It's very, uh, approachable and it's just not like, it's not intense or excellent, uh, by just about any definition, but it's just a good time. And uh, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So, Scott, what do you think watching City Slickers for the first time finally? Uh, yeah, I didn't do my like normal like look up what it's about or anything before, so I had just like a a normal human watch as <laughs> most people watch a movie. How, how was that uh, for you? Uh, I honestly really, really like this. I think this is one of the best comedies that we've done. No, I mean, just Uh, like watching a movie as a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, did you you feel like you could relate to people more? No. Do you think you enjoyed this movie so much because you hadn't read the plot minutes before? (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's because Scott didn't ruin this movie for himself. That's why he's going to give his first perfect 10. How many past (laughs) movies would Scott have rated much higher if he hadn't read the plot beforehand? That's a good question. I don't think hardly any of them. 
Really? I think it, that typically only enhances uh, what I'm getting into. Okay, so you may have rated this even I higher. May, this may be rated lower than it should have been because I didn't do it. Yeah. All right, go, go ahead with your thoughts. Um, but yeah, I thought it was uh, had a lot of funny parts. It had a lot of parts that were like charming, uh, parts with heart. Um, I, I, it was like cool to like hear like the different people struggling with their dads in different ways throughout the, hmm. uh, like each of the three main characters had like a different dad story. Um, and it, that's like one of the tropes it seemed like that was going through this movie, like different people talking about it. Um, I mean, there were some things it was, I mean, like what, I think it was, uh, the dude's wife on the plane, like said some like racist <laughs> remarks or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. All in all, I thought it was, it was fun. It was charming. I don't think any of the acting was like crazy good. Um, you know, even though he won an Oscar for it, but I don't think any of it was honestly really bad. Like I kind of believed all the characters. I never really thought about any of the, the acting or anything. I was just invested in the whole movie. So I don't know. I liked it. I would love I will say before I'm sorry Jake I'm going to cut you off uh but before we we jump into your take I will say like I did feel a little bit of a sense I didn't plan on this but watching this movie again it did feel a little bit like something the four of us would do Do you like, know what I texted Zach yeah. and I'm I'm excited you said this uh I want to make it like a Patreon subscriber goal or something that if we get enough subscribers we will do this <laughs> I just want to do it regardless. Like, yeah, I, 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 I mean, do I don't think I'm ready to do this right now, but, like, I think in a couple of years, like, we did this together with Montana with fly fishing several yeah. years ago. No, I think this mm-hmm. sounds... It would be fun to do to bring in the cattle, this, you know? Except that had, vibe. like, um, like, we had beds and a professional chef that cooked for us. Well, they had cookie. <laughs> they the the, the drunk who drives their wagon off the cliff. Jake, what uh, did you think watching this on. for the first time? Before I give my take, I want to know why Zach was busting up the entire time Scott was giving his take. I, dude, bro, I told you Scott was gonna love this movie, man. <laughs> I told you. It's because Z- Zach doesn't like it. No, I, I think Jake is in serious danger of not winning this yeah, season. I, I, so I, I'll give my take. I came in this movie. And I wanted I wanted to hate it so bad because I want to beat Tyler. Uh, because I have a bit. Rest assured, you're gonna beat me. Jake. I have a bit Rest riding assured. on me beating Tyler. <laughs> you're gonna is, win. Uh, yeah. You're gonna win. I spent I spent money on a bit <laughs> that, that is riding on, on me winning. Oh, the gift thing that you bought has you as in first place. Uh, it, they, I mean, that could be part of it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, That's funny. So I, I wanted to hate it. I really did. I I didn't want to hate it. I wanted it to be bad. But I liked it. I liked it a fair amount. I would watch this movie again. Honestly, I I. I like Billy Crystal. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. I I didn't like. I, I liked him in Harry Met Sally. Uh, even though he was playing an unlikable character. And in sure. this, he wasn't playing an unlikable character. So it was even easier to like him. Uh, everybody, <laughs> like the, his friends were a little bit, I don't know, sometimes. They're, yeah. But I, I liked the movie. I, I enjoyed it the whole time. It, charming, I think, is the exact right word. I think it was very charming. 
I laughed mm-hmm. at some some parts. I I like this movie. Zach, what do you think watching this for the first time? You you Zach, you told me earlier in the season that you were excited that I nominated this. Did I say that? Yeah, you you had said that you uh, felt like you would never watch this movie otherwise, but oh, that yeah. you had th- thought you should watch it. Yeah, no, I um I always enjoy when I watch something that like definitely has a level of recognition or fame, um, whether it's for good reasons or bad, um, just just to experience something that like has made an impression on a lot of people. Um, yeah, I I liked this movie. Um, I, I definitely dislike didn't dislike it by any means. I definitely wouldn't say like I loved it. I don't know if I would watch it again on my own accord. But you know, if I was like with a group of people that wanted to watch it, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset about that by any means. Um, I think charming is a great adjective for this movie. I thought it was charming. I thought it was cute. I think it's probably the most 90s movie that we've done maybe all season (laughs) um yeah i was like so quickly just reminded that like even old comedies would just have like a composer hired to do a completely like orchestral score um which is wild uh it is a little crazy yeah it it felt like so weird And, and like funny enough like the in that way reminded me of home alone um, which is funny mm. that they both have David Stearns. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it's kind of a goofy movie. Um, there's some aspects of it that are like, that's wild that this is in this movie. Um, but like, it's it's fun. It's heartfelt. Uh, I can't fault it for any of that. So yeah, overall, yeah, good time. Fun, I'm, fun way to kill an hour and a half. I'm glad you said that there were some wild things in this movie because there was one scene in particular where I was like, this is insane and it was when the the cashier came in oh yeah to announce to an entire party that she thinks she might be pregnant (laughs) with the man that she's having an affair with it's like the cashier that is simultaneously uh 16 and 37 yeah she looks everybody's (laughs) like oh my god i can't believe you're with a person that young and i was like she looks age appropriate uh she might be older than him yeah like it's really hard to tell uh because he's goofy looking but like (laughs) none of that like at every step in the way like i like every step in the way i was like that's not the decision that any sane person would have made at at every point where they just keep making (laughs) like i'm gonna go to this stranger's house to confront this guy about this and it's like well i'm gonna make how did he get his address i forget she explained it i forget how she did it but then she's like okay and then i'm gonna shout i'm not gonna pull him aside and be like hey i'm gonna talk to you about a work thing or something it's like i'm gonna shout this i'm gonna shout that i'm late on my period right now in front of this whole party (laughs) yeah and then when when your wife assumes where we you know did it i'm gonna correct her yeah (laughs) yeah right that's the important thing and I think that was <laughs> to that be was fair. None of us have ever experienced not getting our period on time. That's true. That's true. And the fear of what might we don't come know what with that. that. We don't know what that looks That's like. That's true. That's but fair. you know what I have experienced is being like late on taking a dump. And I imagine it's kind of the same. <laughs> you, you think that's the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Sorry. They, they I made myself laugh pretty hard. <laughs> they have the same level of urgency. Yeah. 
And you know what? I was actually at a dinner party not that long ago, and someone came in and screamed, I'm, <laughs> I'm late on having a dump. And I remember thinking, like, yo, this is completely appropriate. Yeah. I, I would do the same thing. So if they're the, if, if that's the same as being late on your period, I that, that makes sense in the movie now for me. Yeah, okay. So that you're saying sense. now that this whole thing then disregards Jake's whole point of that being a crazy Yeah, scene. no, I disagree with Jake now. Yeah, okay. The yeah. movie is... <laughs> that tracks. I'm going to rate the movie higher. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm killing in, myself in all, here. <laughs> in all honesty, that was uh, something that I didn't love about the movie. Is I felt like there were there were a couple bits uh, that this movie had that one I didn't find funny, and two like I just thought were completely unnecessary. This being one of them, and this being the main one, I thought this was just a, a crazy wild addition to the movie. Um, but the whole like uh, what ice cream pairs with what meal was just really not funny at all to me and really <laughs> brought the movie to like a grinding halt. That for me. was, yeah. Um, Cause I, I, Billy Crystal was the only sane person in that scene where he's like, how does he know he's right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. The very first one he did, I was like, why did he congratulate? Like what, how do we know that that's true? Like I thought that to myself. And then that became like the trouble. I was like, oh, okay. I, I just want to like put this to you guys in a slightly different way that we might have to edit out of the podcast. Sick. Five DUIs. All right. You get in a group of random people and sometimes things come up. We were in a, we were in a, we, I, I alluded to it earlier, but the four of us went to Montana several years ago on a fly fishing trip, a guy's fly fish fly fishing trip that in some ways, I don't know, is a little reminiscent of this movie. Like, yeah, obviously absolutely. this is a comedy, but like, it's a so little, was that trip a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But on that trip, we, we encountered people that we had never met before that were our age, you know, roughly, but from all over the country that had wildly different life experiences than we ever thought we would ever encounter people having. Also our age yeah, even had like an old is, age is relative. I was uh, like, Three weeks older than 21 during that trip. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely the baby on the trip, Jake. For sure. But for sure. Speaking of the Ben and Jerry's guy, yeah, I very Jake rarely Jake was have the Norman of that. Yeah. Oh, I would be the Norman. Quad. That's a yeah. pretty good person yeah. to be, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I rarely have recasts, but I do have a recast that, honestly, I think it's criminal that Wayne Knight didn't play the guy that knows all the ice cream flavors. I don't, I don't know who Wayne Knight Newman's? is. Oh, right. Well, he we got Newman Light. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's cr- I think it's criminal that he was not in this movie. He <laughs> should have yeah. been that guy. I listened to a, a podcast on this movie with Bill Simmons, and he said that that guy that was in this movie got market corrected by uh, Wayne Knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, in, in fact, I watched this with my roommate, and he was like, oh, that's the guy from uh, Seinfeld. And I said, no, that's the guy from Jurassic Park, who's not the guy from Seinfeld. No, And it, I don't even Newman think I was correct. I don't think I was Seinfeld. correct. Wayne Knight is in yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think he I was is wrong. in Jurassic Park. Yeah. He's from, he's the, uh, pr- um, the principal oh, the in Bill and Madison. Madison. Yeah. 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 No, but that's for a second, correct. I was like, oh, cool, Wayne Knight's in this. And then a second later, I was like, oh, that's not Wayne Knight. Yeah. Wish it What's his been. name, Scott? I have no idea. Uh, uh, real name is Josh Mostel. Yep. Didn't know that at all. Uh, w- 
Aside from him not being Newman, what do you guys think of Josh Mostel? Like, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the ice cream is maybe bad writing, but what do you think about him in this movie? I mean, I think it's a crime that he uh, didn't win the Oscar. Um, and Jack <laughs> you think he should have won it over <laughs> Curly? Yeah. Yeah. That makes I sense. think he was more influential to the plot. <laughs> but was it a better performance? Than Curly? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> um, is uh, is yeah. is uh, poor man's Wayne Knight in the Legend of Curly's Treasure? No, he's not. Mm. He is not. Is that what no. the second movie is called? Yes. I hated. <laughs> I hated that there was a sequel to this movie until right now. That is no, awesome. I think. Oh, now you're into I, it. That is awesome. I. <laughs> I think the the sequel is just called City Slickers too. Um but it's just uh it's Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern, Jack Palance and actually uh Bruno Kirby who plays Ed, the the friend that's like always has a young wife. The mustache. Yeah, the mustachioed man is not in the second movie and he's replaced by another like comedic actor that like we've all seen in a ton of stuff but i don't remember his name john lovitz john lovitz yep exactly oh, john lovitz okay. uh so john lovitz who is billy crystal's little brother is like the the third uh main character in city slickers do, do they do what fast and furious does where they just keep talking about uh the other guy whose name i forgot like he's on his way, he's watching the kids. He's doing. Is that what they told <laughs> in that, or did they just not talk about him? Uh, they mention him, but not as much as in the fast movies. Okay. No, okay. he. Uh, they they mention him once and never bring him up again. I see. They just basically explain away why he's not there, and then they never talk about him ever again. That makes more sense. Uh, oh yeah. What do you, I mean? We've done a few. Only a, a very few comedies on this podcast in mm-hmm. total, um, but we've done, uh, I, I I think, only really a couple things that could qualify as a 90s comedy. Maybe Lethal Weapon is, like, the main, like, thing that we could classify as a 90s comedy. What do you guys think about 90s comedies with City Slickers now, like, in your repertoire? I think the, the 90s comedies that I've seen... I like. I'm trying to think about one, ones that I don't like, and I can't think of any. I think they're comforting to me in a way. I don't. I don't exactly know why, but uh, yeah. especially like uh, a, a '90s rom-com, like a, a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. I love to throw mm. on, but I don't. Know, I mm-hmm. I like them. Because yeah. Jake, you in particular hate the '80s, right? Like I '80s is not like your year movies. or your decade. Uh, yeah. Except, you know what? I did just watch Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, which I think is an '80s movie. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Um, it's late '80s, early '90s, which I do like. It's like I don't hate every '80s movie, but there's a lot of '80s movies that are beloved that I just don't like. Also, music, and honestly, the '80s were kind of like the dark ages of. Uh, that of life uh, uh, yeah. for you <laughs> i wasn't alive during that but oh, i'm sorry civilization yeah, yeah. <laughs> of just like yeah like the last 40 50 years probably the darkest point in my mind 
Um, Zach, you what know, about it's, you? It's interesting because I, I honestly couldn't even think of any 90s comedies uh, in that moment at all. So I just did a quick Google search, and a couple ones came up that we have done, My Cousin Vinny, um, mm-hmm. which is great. We all loved that one. Um, mm-hmm. Ten Things I Hate About You, which I hated. Oh, yeah. I like Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I probably feel just about 90s comedies, how I feel about this movie, um, which is like more or less indifference. Um, but also mm. like, you know, I, I don't hate them. I'm not upset if I need to watch them. Um, but I I was kind of thinking about that, like as you know, as you brought it up, Tyler. And I kind of wondered to myself is like if if the movies that we think are funniest or the era of comedy movies that we think are funniest if they're always going to be the ones that were like coming out when we were like in adolescence, essentially. Mm. Um, because like when I think of comedy movies that I love, I think of like super bad. Um, mm-hmm. And I think of like more the Judd Apatow era of movies. And I'm even trying to think of like comedy movies that have come out really since then. And I know that uh, I feel like we're kind of in like a, a dead zone of comedy movies right now. I genuinely cannot think of any like, uh, comedy movies that have really made much of an impression that have come out in the last five years or so. Like, I can't mm. think of any right now. I think, um, like, this kind of comedy, I would agree with that statement. But I don't know. Like, like, like the 90s comedy or even even the even ones like a the little Judd bit Apatow. later? Like, like it's yeah. just like, the, I, it, it's like a, maybe like a, a dark comedy or just a very absurd comedy. I yeah, think what happened the, the to, like, the just straight-up comedy movie? When did that go away? I don't know. I You know... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, I've gotten into this like argument a couple of times. I've been in this argument with you, uh, not uh, on your side though, against somebody else. Right. 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 Where I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it comedy has gotten worse or non-existent or if it's just a, a factor of like, certain comedies hit you at a certain time like this, like this movie city slickers in particular, like, I mean, I watched this as a child. And so like, I've loved this type of comedy. I've loved Billy Crystal since I was a little kid. And then like, as I got into adolescence, I, you know, fell in love with Saturday night live and, and coming out of that at the time, was Will Ferrell and so like Will Ferrell was like comedy for me for a while and then it was Judd Apatow and and like I kind of wonder if like it's like it's like a like a I don't know like a false uh old like an old man's uh like criticism that it's like well comedy back in my day and it's like no I I don't know like I don't know that I agree I think there are still comedies coming out that are really funny I think in the last few years, comedies that I really loved, I think like stuff coming out from like James Franco is really funny to me. Like I think about why him, like I loved that movie. I think I thought it was hilarious. I thought let's be cops with Jake Johnson and, uh, uh, Wayans, uh, not Damon. Coach. Yeah. (laughs) uh the new girl cast (laughs) i thought that was really funny like there there have been really great comedy movies even like uh did you guys see good boys did you ever see that movie no i don't think i I didn't know that was that about the dogs no 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 no. although that was uh, that wasn't that funny 
Uh, Good Boys, though, it came out, I don't know, like six or seven years ago, and it was it, it starred, uh, um, what's his name, Jacob oh, Tremblay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like super uh, bad, but they're in elementary school? Yeah, but they're in like middle school, and like, you know, they're like finding out about drugs and sex and stuff like that. And it was funny. Like, it was really funny, and it really took me back to, like, that time of life. And I I think they did a good job with it. Like, so I think there are good comedies coming out. I just wonder if, like, maybe, like, the movie industry in general is just very, um, like, biased against comedy. Yeah. Oh, and, and I wonder too, like how much streaming has affected it as well. Um, mm. Because I feel like there's a lot of like, I mean, how many Kevin Hart comedies has he made that have just gone straight to streaming? Oh, and, you know, tons. if you are at home on a Friday night and you open up one of your six streaming platforms and it's like, do I watch this Kevin Hart comedy or do I watch the new season of Stranger Things that just came out or like 10 other premier television shows that are constantly being made all the time. Like, you know, so it, it kind of just, totally. I feel like uh, not all of them, but like a lot of comedies have kind of just been like relegated to uh, streaming content that has to compete with all, in which it's, it's funny because like movies that are like straight to streaming are like always bad, but then like, yeah television shows that are coming out on the same streaming platforms are like more or less like really good, you know, and Mm -hmm. way better than, than most shows that were coming out 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, So I I wonder how much like streaming has hurt comedies. I think maybe, no, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I think that maybe the reason you think that movies that are straight to streaming are bad is that any movie that's good that is made by a streaming platform is put into theaters anyways because they want to like win an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, like the but, rules are a little bit weird. So, like, I, I don't think straight to streaming movies are bad. I just think that the rules. You're yeah. right, Jake. But that's going to be biased in particular against comedy because, in particular, like the Academy has always been more against comedy than no that for comedy. That's like, true. I like so. Yeah. Yeah, like it, like the the ones that are like Martin Scorsese makes a Apple Plus or a Netflix movie and like he says in the contract like I want this to be eligible for awards because I'm Martin Scorsese and Amazon and Apple or I'm sorry Netflix and Apple are like yeah absolutely we want that too so we'll pay you a premium so that we can like you know, fake release something in theaters for two weeks so that it qualifies. But like, that's never going to benefit like comedic voices. That's only ever going to benefit folks like Scorsese. That's true. Yeah. I was thinking about, Oh, Oh, go ahead, Jake. I was saying, I'm I'm thinking about like the, 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 the comedies that I see come out on streaming services. And I feel like those are, like the comedy movies at least are just past their prime guys who I don't think mm. are, are, are hidden. Like, like, Oh, Adam Sandler. I, I don't know. I watched that. What was that movie? Murder mystery or whatever. With yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. That sucked. Uh, <laughs> like it's just, it's, I just don't think it's guys that are making good movies anymore, but they're marketable because they were famous 20 years ago. Uh, 
but I don't know. I, I think maybe to Zach's point, I just don't know. I don't know who the young guys are that are making these comedy movies. And maybe they're making the shows or the podcasts or well, something you else. You know what, what's what's interesting is like, have you guys heard of the um, the comedy uh, trio, Please Don't Destroy? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think those guys are very funny. And they just made a comedy movie that went straight to Peacock. And I haven't watched it yet. But, it, you know, it's not in theaters. And so... That's kind of my thought of, um, you know, like who Jake, you said, like, I don't know who the young guys are. Um, I think there's a lot less. It feels like there's a lot less of them. But like, here's here's an example. And they just made a movie and it's not in theaters. And I think in addition to that, too, uh, I think a way streaming has just affected the way we watch movies is I think it's made a lot of people, myself included, a lot pickier of what movies we're going to go spend our money on in theaters, you know, and so. Mm if I have all this content at my fingertips and half the movies that are coming out are straight to my TV or they're going to be straight to my TV in a month from now, I'm only going to like really spend money on, um, on the movies that really feel like completely necessary to see in a theater, to experience it on the big screen with like the best sound and a comedy very rarely like necessitates that, you know, Mm. I feel like the last comedy movie I saw in theaters was, tag or game night and it's because i had movie pass and so right. i was just seeing a movie a week you know i saw right. um uh banshees both, of Inisherin. both movies uh oh and yeah and banshees of Inisherin is like a, an art house comedy you know if yeah you, that's you not a comedy that, in the same the last way comedy that i this saw is in theaters comedy. i saw with scott and it was um it was that movie with charlie day and ice cube where they're getting it i think it's called fist fight where they get into oh, a yeah. fist fight. Yeah. Yep. I think that's the last comedy I saw in theaters whenever that came out. I don't even remember that. <laughs> you and I, you were living at your grandpa's <laughs> house still. About? Were you high on Flexerol? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He dro- no, what was that, he a, drove what was us, that about? But I remember him saying, I rammed some painkillers. Uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, we, we talked about this off air, but we didn't talk about it on air. Scott is in, uh, I guess, excruciating pain. Is that how you would describe it right now? Uh, yeah. And so you, you went to the doctor today and he gave you like a, a medication. So that's what we're like joking yeah, about. Muscle yeah. relaxers. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to get back to this movie a little bit. Uh, I in particular really actually like Daniel Stern in this movie who played the guy that the grocery store clerk had a baby with. Um, and like we had seen him, well, actually, I don't think we've ever done a movie with him in it, but we've talked about a movie with him in it a lot, which was <laughs> Home Alone. I, was say, I yeah. think he's only uh, done Home Alone in this, as far as I know. I think he's done other things. You're not gonna I'm convince certain me he has. Uh, but uh, I really liked him in this, and in particular, I liked him in this way more than in Home Alone. Like, it makes way more sense to me. Like, hit like the way he acted and kind of being a goofball rather than like a criminal goofball, like just a a dweeb, made way more sense to me as like a casting choice. Like, I felt like he was perfectly cast for his role. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't know that that was the guy from Home Alone until after I had finished the movie. How did you not really? know that? He's so no. distinctive looking. Nobody looks like him. <laughs> yeah, but he nobody also looks like him. Look but my cousin-in-law. Uh. <laughs> but he doesn't look like he does in Home Alone. He looks exactly the same always. He looks exactly the same. Yeah, you look <laughs> at him now. I mean, he <laughs> looks like that, but gray. 
Like I haven't he seen yeah. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, in a he's long not time. changed. Marv. Bro, he looks yeah, so I Home mean, Alone yeah, you can tell beard. it's the same guy, but like he does not look he looks so much different. He's got the like unkept hair fro and like the beard. That's true. He was way more kempt yeah, looking exactly. in, in City Slickers. But I, I really liked him in this movie. I, well, I really liked, you know, to your point, Scott, earlier about like all three of the main characters, like there there definitely was like a like a common theme in this around like, you know, parenthood and fatherhood and and you know sonship and and also just masculinity like those were like common like themes in this movie um but i i man i really liked the character that they wrote for him and i really liked the way that he acted the character he he really felt like he fit the only character that didn't fit for me for whatever reason like he just stuck out like a sore thumb and I have no idea why he's such a small character. It was Jeffrey Tambor playing <laughs> Billy Crystal's boss. That was one of two surprising people to see in this movie very young. Uh-huh. The other was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah oh, I forgot. Yeah, when he came on, I think every time I've seen this movie, I'm like, oh my God, Jake Gyllenhaal's in this. I was, oh. like, I was like, man, that I think that's Jake Gyllenhaal, but it can't be. And then I paused the movie and looked it up. And I'm like, wild, insane that Jake Gyllenhaal's in this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, <laughs> I, I could not relate less to like that kid too when he's so ashamed of it. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I mean, my dad was a, a, a roll-up door salesman. That's not like a cool, sexy job. But I wasn't lying to my friends about what he did. Like, I couldn't relate to that. <laughs> like, my dad is so lame because he works for a radio station. I'm going to lie to people about what he does. Yeah, I couldn't relate to that, especially like lie about him in front of him when he's about to give a presentation about what he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like set <laughs> him up to lie for me. Like, do most care? Like, do most kids are are most kids really that career conscious? <laughs> <laughs> when they're like in fifth grade, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I thought that was uh, hilarious, but uh, uh, like obviously ridiculous. But in part because like around the time that I finally got around to seeing this movie. Um, my stepmom at the time had his exact job. <laughs> like, <laughs> Were you like ashamed of her? Sold yeah, radio you, air. Did you lie to people? It about made what your me question did? whether. I, yeah, it did. It made me question whether or not I should be ashamed. <laughs> I I ended up deciding I shouldn't be. I love that you like oh, you're so fine. You're, no you're fine with it, but then after this movie, you're like, um, is this a bad job? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, think, I was like, oh, I think mom, when do I was you need to age? go on a dude ranch trip? Yeah. I would. I still. Anytime. I would love to go on a dude ranch trip. Uh, can I? Can I say though? Speaking of the the ranch and just the plot of the movie, the part of this movie that honestly made me mad was when they were so upset when they found out that the cows were going to get slaughtered. Oh yeah. I was like, what did you think they were <laughs> yeah. like? Honestly, it was the dumbest thing in the world. We're like, we thought you just drove them back and forth. I was like, why? Why would they do that? Obviously, yeah, that was, these are raised for meat. What are you talking about? And then Billy Crystal's like, these cows trusted us. <laughs> and I was like, no, what? <laughs> yeah, I was so yeah. mad. 
It, it was it yeah, was such these like cows a, trusted us didn't make sense, but the driving back and forth does make sense. Like they actually do. do sure, they drive them back stuff. and forth, but the end goal is to raise them for meat. You're not just or or dairy, right? Like you're not just like driving yeah. cows back and forth for no reason. I I don't know any um, cattle owners that aren't in dairy or beef. Yeah, <laughs> like I was so upset when I was it like, was, what did it you, was this is like the a, stupidest conflict to throw in at the end of this movie. It was such a dramatic like point of the movie that I actually thought like, oh, okay, like now there's some new objective that we're attacking on the, this movie for some reason. But it was like, nope, next scene, moving on. We're just yeah. kind of sad about this for like a moment. Exactly. Like like they, they made it so dramatic. It was like such a dramatic moment in a movie like, that it, it, it didn't fit. It felt kind of like I kind of thought like, are is Billy Crystal gonna save the cows? Yeah, I thought, oh, is he gonna like lead a rebellion? Is he gonna release these cows into the he wild, which is what they were trying to avoid the whole he time? He did save Norman, uh, but yeah, and then and then immediately was like, now we're 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 over that. Yeah. How, by the way, how long well, do you think they kept Norman? That's what I oh, was gonna well, ask. I will you. tell is, you. Are they in the next? Is I, he in the next one? <laughs> Yeah, no. Norman is a, Norman is a fully adult. Well, I think he's a juvenile cow in the in the second movie, but he like lives at their like suburban house. <laughs> like, no, like, don't they live in, like a New York condo? Like in an apartment? Like, yeah. Like no, not in an apartment. They live in a home, but like it's like a, like a, a New Jersey building. suburban home. No, 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 no. They live in a standalone home. Do they in the first one too? Because even yeah. the daughter is like, I'm going to go down to Rachel's. She lives down the hall. Oh, so I maybe, thought it was like a shared I feel like I remember in the, second one the, for sure. the, the cashier coming in from a hallway. Do you think that they... Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, you're right. No, you're right. They're they're in a they're an apartment in this one. In the second movie, they're in a like a single family home. Well, they need do, you think room they for a, yeah, do, they, do you think they bought a home in the suburbs I just for Norman? I think they did. <laughs> Just for Norman, yeah. You know, there's for no way they're zoned up. for that, and every one of their neighbors hates them. I uh, sorry, kids, to uproot you from your lives here in Manhattan, but Norman needs uh, some land. So we're going to Jersey, baby. Well, ironically, Billy Crystal actually bought the horse that he rode in this movie because he built such like a good connection with the animal that he was like, I like, I can't not like maintain this and so he bought that horse and continued to ride it for years Did after he, it sounds like he pulled uh, like a liam neeson I was just uh, yeah kind of liam neeson vibes <laughs> <laughs> where, where liam, liam neeson was like the horse recognizes <laughs> yeah a little bit but like yeah billy billy crystal actually bought i and it's actually kind of funny like there were a few things like um billy crystal uh like the when his like mom calls him and wishes him a happy birthday and he like like has all the like things she's gonna say memorized because she says the same thing every year like that was just a true thing from billy crystal's life his mom called him every morning at 5 a.m and said the exact same thing every year and Billy was like, this will be a funny bit in the movie. Like, let's that's just funny. include it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. So I, I like that a, bit. I, I a, thought that was a funny bit in the movie. Oh, yeah. I I, I cracked up at that. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I'm the same way with my mom. Like, there are certain things where it's like, we just know exactly what the other person's going to say. Like, they're just routines you slip into. But, yeah, I, I like that bit. I thought it was funny. I will say, in a movie where, like, most of the bits maybe didn't work very well for me, Billy Crystal was very funny. 
Um, he's always funny, and I wonder how much worse this movie would have been if he was not in it. And but I wonder also, like, work. how much... Uh, yeah, I agree, Jake. Yeah, like, how much, how many of his lines were improvised? Um, because they felt very, like, natural to him. Like, they, they didn't feel like jokes that you could write for any, you know, any actor to do. They just felt like, these are Billy. These are, like, this is just Billy talking. Um, I well, thought his uh, his when, speech to the class, uh, to Jake Gyllenhaal's class, was oh really yeah. funny. Um, that was funny. Yeah, he was good. I liked I, him quite a bit. I feel like it might be the, easy the, to write for Billy Crystal based off of the, the three movies I've seen for him because I think he plays two characters. He plays this character or Mike Wazowski. You know what? Yeah, I, if <laughs> I was writing the script, I'd be like, here's the, like, here, here's the general idea of what you're going to say, Billy, but do your own stuff. Yeah, well, I I think Zach, you're right, and and maybe Jake to like uh like uh like a uh, a contradictory point to to what you said uh like even like the the one thing like when they're writing and talking about the best day of their life, like the three guys are like they they each share a story about the best day of their life. Billy Crystal's story was a true story. It was his dad taking him to a Yankees game. Hmm, and like really? everything in that story was just a true story of Billy Crystal's best day of his life. Like, so I think you're right, but I think he actually just, it's because like Sam Jackson type thing, like he just injects so much of himself into his roles that like he does kind of end up being like a, a little like, I don't know, maybe like monochromatic as a character, like the characters he plays become a little monochromatic because they're just injected with Billy Crystal's own life. I'll be honest. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, sure. No, not everybody has to be a Leo. Like sometimes this is, this is what the movie calls for and it's enjoyable. Like I enjoyed watching this. And if you gave me more of this, I would be happy. You know, like another Billy Crystal movie where he does, he's a similar guy in a different situation. I'll be pretty happy, probably. Nothing there's anything wrong with that. Okay, so what you're saying is next year, City Slickers 2? Yeah, I mean, if you pick it, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to pick it, but I'll watch it. <laughs> All right, well, what do you guys say? It's a little bit early, but, uh, you know, comedies in general, we kind of don't have as much to talk about, especially when we all just more or less enjoy it. I've got a piece uh, so bad. So what you guys so say I'm we so put down. this one in the books? I'm sorry, but I, I actually <laughs> do have a... I'm sorry, Jake. I, I have That's a question right. I, I wanted it. to ask you guys. Okay. And I know that, like, it it's kind of unfair to ask this since there is a sequel, so we actually do get this answer, and Tyler, you've seen it. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... But I was wondering at the end of this movie, like, is Mitch, was he changed enough and is he making any actual significant changes in his life to where he is actually going to be a new man and be satisfied going forward? Or in a year from now, is he going to be back in the same place? Because I'm I, not convinced that like his his development, his growth was like so significant that he is a new man. I I think it's a super great question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually agree with you. Like, uh, w- w- his wife is like, you can quit your job. He's like, I'm not going to quit it. I'm just going to do it better. I'm just like, man, I've told myself that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I tell myself I'm going to quit my job every morning. So. 
<laughs> that's kind of the opposite, but all yeah, right, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, Zach, I think I agree with you. I don't think that this had enough like actual significant change to make an impact on his life. And to be honest, I don't really, I think the second movie, I think the premise is that it had a measurable change, but there's like still a different thing kind of under the surface. Like it's a new thing for him to work on in the second movie. Um, but I don't fully remember. So then here's, here's but my no, question. I think I agree here's with my you. question for you. How fed up is the wife in the second movie when she's like, I thought you found your smile again. What is this? She's pretty fed up, if I remember yeah, right. I, yeah, she's yeah. she's pretty unhappy with the situation. We we live in Jersey now for Norman, <laughs> and you're still depressed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know much about I, Jersey, but I know that the most of the Sopranos took place there, and it's scary. She's like, I adopted a cow for you, <laughs> for your yeah. happiness. I also don't know too much about Jersey, uh, but I stayed in Jersey once when we did a trip in the East Coast, and the Uber driver was like, oh, you guys are staying here? Oof. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. how, did, how did it go? I mean, I'm, I'm here, you know. Did you so. get mugged? Yeah. No. You and Kate survived? We yeah. survived. It was fine. Nothing happened. But, uh, you know, it, 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 the neighborhood was a little rough. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys say we put this one in the books? Let's do it. Ty, you're up first. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven uh, adult cows shot in the head. I forgot about that. Zach? I'm going to give this movie 6.8 rum raisin ice creams. <laughs> Jake I'm going to give this seven should have been Newman's <laughs> and I'm going to give this uh, ten cows I will pee my pants right now and then quit this podcast <laughs> if you give this a ten uh, no I'm going to give this uh, seven Point four, mm. um, baby cows that sac you sacrifice your life for to save from drowning. Mm. We were all pretty pretty close together, Scott. You you actually rated this higher than I expected. Yeah, like I, this movie was really enjoyable for me, and I think I would go back and watch it again, like I, multiple times. I will say this is a super rewatchable movie. Like I've watched this. A lot over the years, mm -hmm. and every time, like it, it's a fun time. I I rewatched this this time with my roommate, and he even said he was like, "I forgot how fun this movie is." Like it's yeah, just it a just nice a good time. time. Good yeah. time. It was short. Like yeah, yeah. Every part of it was enjoyable. There wasn't any part that felt like a drag to me. Like I, I really liked it. <laughs> was someone I think Zach can't Zach wait scrolling the through TikTok over, right now. So he's watching. <laughs> he's going things. through TikTok already. Yeah, we raided the movie. I thought we were done. <laughs> Zach, I'm about to pee my pants and I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, where are we going next week, Scott? Uh, we're going to Jake. Oh, hey. Uh, we're going to see if my money was well spent when we watched The Departed. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch Jake win this season next week. Maybe I might departed. hate it. <laughs> that I feel like uh, I, I I'll be honest with you guys. I got on Letterboxd and I saw Zach's rating of it, so I feel okay. 
Uh, Gosh, okay. Dang it. Nice. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that I wasn't supposed to look, and that it came up in my feed. Uh, and also, the Letterbox app sucks. By the way, it's awful. Every time I think I want to use this, and then I get on, I'm like, this is awful. Uh, but then I saw your rating, and I was like, oh, thank God. I forgot you have a Letterbox account and yeah. that you follow. Me. I could probably have it. How? Well, like have, have, have Letterbox? Have Zach's rating by giving it a zero. Oh, how? Yeah, why would you do that, like, though? H-A-L-F. Is, it's yeah. a good movie. What if I hate Departed? Or what if H-A-L-B. I hate it more than anything You're going to give it a before? zero out of ten? And no movie with Leo and Matt Damon deserves a zero out of ten, directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But also, what number but is any, halved into zero? Any no. movie with Mark Wahlberg automatically drops it down. Maybe a little Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up. Am I good to stop recording?